Well, praise the Lord and good day to you. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here with our Old Path Bible Study. We're in the book of Hebrews today in chapter 9. This will be part 2 on this 16th day of December 2021. Grab your Bibles, join along with us, and we're just going to have a great time in the Lord today as we look at more of the difference between a limited old covenant and an unlimited new covenant. And that's exactly the way we need to look at it. They were under the old covenant. They were lim- they had limited access to God. They had limited cleansing. And they were all just living a, uh, really as types and shadows and in samples as the, as, uh, that pointed to the one that would come and lay his life down. It was all type and shadow. As you've heard me say it before, every the light from heaven has always shone on the slain lamb, even before uh, the foundation of the world. And, and, and behind the cross was a shadow of everything that happened in the old covenant. But when Jesus came and died for us on the cross... That the, the, the light from heaven shined through Christ and what he did at Calvary and revealed everything that had been type and shadow. And now even that which is of the old covenant we find as light in Christ Jesus. And I'm glad to be sharing these things with you on this day. Again, today is December the 16th, 2021. We're getting closer and closer to Christmas. Always an exciting time as we're with our families and just all the holiday festivities and, and joy as we focus in on God sent His only begotten Son that in Him, if we believe upon Him, we will have everlasting and abundant life and will never perish. And the promise is that if we continue to make our calling and election sure in Christ Jesus, we will not even ever fall. That's what the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1. I'm thankful to know that today. It doesn't mean we never fall, never stumble, because we do. But when we do... It's never when we're making our calling and election sure. That means when we're keeping that faith that came through the call of God, through the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, and His election, His electing us by grace, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 9, let's get into this today. And I just have to believe that during our teaching this morning, those of you who are listening who have things wrong with your body, your mind, uh, whatever the, the areas of need are, the Lord is going to touch those very areas today. He's stirring my heart to believe Him for a miracle work in ministry, a healing ministry. It's His hands that do the healing and the working of miracles. But we've been called to believe God. I said believe God for the signs that follow believers will be miracles and healings and deliverances and devils cast out and new and other tongues. Hallelujah. Believers. And I'm thankful to be a believer today. Let's look in this ninth chapter again today. And we we didn't get out of the first verse this past first session on Monday morning, and here we are, uh, still stuck in uh, verse 1. It's a good place to be stuck anywhere in God's Word. Amen? 
Let's read verse 1 again before we flow into something very powerful found in verse 2 today. <clears throat> then verily, truly, the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service, service to God. The first covenant had ordinances, words, direction, instruction, law, judgments, precepts, statutes uh, that uh, gave men what they needed to be able to carry out service to God and a worldly, earthly sanctuary. And that's a tabernacle. So verse 2, For there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein was the candlestick and the table and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And that means the holy place is what that word means. And as you just in your mind imagine the tabernacle and outside of the tabernacle there was an, what they called an outer court. And it's, it's where the, the animals were slaughtered and, 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 and washings took place. But inside the holy place, there was a table. And on that table was the, the, ta the, the showbread, the, the bread of his presence. You, the, the scriptures tell us the bread that would be there always in the presence of God. And the candlestick. These things were inside the first place called the holy, not the outer court, but the holy place. And then there was another holy of holies, the holiest of all place where the two cherubim covered over the mercy seat that sat atop of the Ark of the Covenant and God dwelt between the cherubim. And, and it, was that, it was that exclusive place. And here's where we see an old covenant that was limited. The people of God were still blessed. Don't, don't take it the wrong way and don't look at it the wrong way. But, but they were limited uh, only one day a year in that one holy of holies place. One man could go in and be in the presence of God and offer the, the, the blood for the forgiveness of an entire nation. All the sins, even the unknown sins of, of presumptuous pride and, and everything. But it was very limited. But inside this first holy place was a table. And on that table was the showbread. And, the, and, and, and also in that holy place was the candlestick. Now, of course, we're very aware of the, the, the fact of the matter, the truth, that these things represent Jesus Christ, who said he, he said it right out in John chapter 6. He is the bread that comes from heaven. He, he, is, he claims in the book of John, he is the light. And, and so all these things that were in the temple, even the temple itself, even the measurements of the temple, everything about the temple pointed to Christ. But we want to read this. It says, For there was a tabernacle made, the first, talking about the first place in the tabernacle, not the outer court, the first room in the tabernacle, there was a candlestick. And, and, and we know that means the lampstand and the table and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. Now, I didn't have it in my notes, but I want to turn over this morning to Psalms 23 
And, and I want to look at something with you today. In Psalms 23 and verse 5, the psalmist says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anointest my head with oil, and my cup runs over. Now, the, the table, the Lord hadn't prepared all kind of tables everywhere. We need to understand that first of all today. The Lord has not prepared all kind of tables anywhere. There's one table the Lord had, the Lord's table, and we need to remember that. And in this first holy place, the tabernacle where God dwelt among Israel, he didn't dwell up there on the hill, he didn't dwell, God dwelt among one nation, in one place. And it was really the Holy of Holies. And this room we're talking about this morning is the holy place before you even get to the Holy of Holies because before you can get to God, you've got to experience basically tr the truth is what's in the holy place first. And before you even get to the holy place, you've got to come through the sacrifice in the outer court. The sacrifices. The, the sacrifice of Christ allows you to be in the holy place where the light is, where the bread of life is, on the table that, that God has set for you, His child. Hallelujah. You know, and, and we're not there yet, but let's go ahead and just what they might call jump the gun here. Let's get ahead of ourselves. Uh, the, the, the outer court, the holy place, and the holy of holies are all symbolic of who Christ is and what he pr would provide through his sacrifice in the outer court that would provide for us what we need in the holy place so that we can all abide in the presence of our faithful God at all times, every day, all day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But it takes faith in the cross to allow us to be partakers of the light and the bread that Jesus is to us only through the sacrifice. Only through the sacrifice. And, and we don't just keep eating and following the light automatically. You, well, you know as well as I do, we find ourselves in big trouble sometimes that the Bible says we wouldn't have found ourselves in had we continued to follow Christ and hail dear the light that's and life that's in Him. And, and, but, but at times, you know it if you're honest, you were distracted and we were carried off through the lust of our own flesh, whether it was 10 minutes or 10 years. And, and we were found stumbling and staggering. And, 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 and listen, we were found walking in darkness again. And, and this is so important that we understand the only way to walk in the light is to walk with the one who is the light in the light he walks in. 1 John chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. The Bible tells us there if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we'll have fellowship one with another and the blood will cleanse us from all sin. Come on now. True fellowship with Jesus is not just having words hoping he hears us and, and hearing something hoping that's him. True fellowship with the child of God with Jesus is to be in agreement with his word in the context of the blood of Jesus that cleanses us.
each and every day from sin and from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. But watch this now. There was a time in the first portion of the tabernacle, the first room inside, there was a candlestick, a lampstand. And we could get into great detail about this candle opera, the opera that was built and all fashioned the way it was. And, and it's very interesting and it's worth the study. I encourage you to study it in detail. But, but, but it, was, it, was, it was formed and fashioned and it represented Christ, of course, but there was 12 different stands that came up. And, and of course, that represented the nation of Israel, just like the showbread was baked in, in, in two different loaves of six different uh, proportions. You look at that, and it was all about Jesus as the bread that would come from heaven to save Israel. Of course, when he came, Israel rejected him, and therefore, the Bible says in Romans 11 that through their unbelief, we have been grafted in to the new vine. What they rejected, we, the Gentile world, have been offered. Hallelujah. All, whosoever will, can partake of this bread of life, can dwell and abide in the presence, hallelujah, of God through the light we've been given. And notice, these things in the holy place, they are all really something that they're being partaken of all together or not at all. Let's say that, and I've really never looked at that, I don't think, before this very moment. But let's think about that. The, the, the bread is called the bread of his presence, the show bread, the, the God that, uh, the, the bread that, would, that God would see there in his presence at all times. That represents Christ, who has always been with the Father until he left heaven to come and do the Father's will. Hallelujah. He is the bread that came from heaven. But but when we're partaking of that bread, Jesus said it would be when we're eating his flesh and drinking his blood, then we'd dwell in him and him in us. That's what he taught in John 6. But it's when we're eating the bread of life, it, Jesus called it daily bread. He also taught a daily cross through the denial of self to be able to follow him. When we're partaking of that daily bread, then we're walking in the light that he is. he is. He is the bread of life. He, he is the bread that is always in the presence of God who left the presence of God in heaven to come and save to redeem us. But he returned there because that's where the bread of life belongs. I get excited every Christmas season when I think about Jesus being the bread of life. And he is the bread that came from heaven. But God is so uh, meticulous and, and minute in his details that he would even send his son to be born of a virgin in a town, in a, in a small community that was even the name of that small community was, yes, you got it right, Bethlehem, but do you know what Bethlehem means? The house of bread. <laughs> Jesus, the bread of life, was born in the house of bread. God does everything with great and, and perfect purpose and minute detail, and it's just amazing what he's done 
for us and hidden for us to search out as we diligently seek Him with all our heart and find Him daily rewarding us with the bread of His presence, the bread of the light that gives us light each day as we partake of Him. But let's talk again about the three things. The, the bread is on the table. And the table that we read in Psalms 23 and 5 that the Lord prepares even in the midst of our enemies, the, the bread is on it. The, the bread of life, Jesus Christ. Through, and this is only experienced not by going and getting a piece of bread and eating it. This is experienced through faith in what he did in his body on the tree. He, he allowed his body to be broken just as at the Last Supper he would break bread and give thanks after he told his disciples with desire, I have desired to eat this Passover meal with you. I want you to think about that. He is the bread of life that came to be broken on the cross for our sins. That he could be broken and, and as the bread of life and when he was broken on the cross, it was the door being opened. Jesus being broken on the cross was our opportunity to, to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for nothing more than that than, than for what Jesus did for me at Calvary. But inside this holy place, there was a table. It is the table of the Lord. There is no other table of the Lord. It was... It was prophetic of the cross that Jesus would die on. The cross of Christ is the table of showbread. It's what we will worship God through for all eternity. What Jesus came and did as the broken bread. Hallelujah. And 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 and. and the cross is the table that God has set before all the enemies that will ever raise their heads toward you. Every giant in the land will only be slain as you partake from the bread that is on that table. That means the one who is the bread and what he did on the cross for it is the table, hallelujah, that God set before in the presence of all the enemies that will ever come against you. You need to understand that. So back to this main thought of this session today is that inside this holy place, these things that were there, the table, the bread upon the table that represented what God would come and do in His Son for the nation of Israel and really ultimately for all, as we know now, who will believe upon Him. And then they will have the light. See, in this one place, there is the table with the bread and the light. They all work together. They all flow together. And we experience all of that when we come to Christ through faith in His sacrificial work, not through faith in anything else. Nothing else, nothing else. The cross of Christ, his death, the death of Jesus is what opens the door, makes him applicably the truth, the, the applicable truth to our lives. The, the only avenue to have the bread of life, the light of life, is to partake of the sacrifice that was offered in the outer court that pointed to the cross that allows us now to go in 
and to partake of the bread of life daily and to walk in the light as he is in the light, that God's word would surely be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path and that his word could be settled forever in our hearts as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The can- I want to bring something else out today. The candlestick represents Jesus as our light and it would forever burn. It never went out in the temple. The priest were to always keep the candle burning and to keep showbread on the table continuously. I think it was only baked and you could check this out and get into great detail but it was uh, baked and fresh bread would, was put on the table, I believe, once a week. And, 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 and we, need to, we need to look into these things. I didn't bring the information of all that. Maybe we will next week. But, but, but it was the table of showbread that had the showbread continually in God's presence, that the light continually shined. And God says in his word that it should never go out. And, and, and that's his intention that the light of who Christ is to us through what he did on the cross should never go out. That's where the light is offered from. It's not offered from anywhere else. You say, well, it's offered from the, the written word. You won't get light from the written word. You won't get light that comes from heaven from the written word unless your faith is in the living word and what he did as the Lamb of God at Calvary. It's not going to happen, friend. You can't just use God's word any old way you want to. His word was sent so that it wouldn't come back to him void, but that it would bring fruit back to him through those who find the righteousness of God's word. All his words are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. Write that down. Don't forget that. Don't lose that. All of God's words are in righteousness. And, and Romans 1, 16 and 17 says that his righteousness is revealed in the gospel. So therefore, every word that God has ever spoken, where we claim we have light and life and liberty, they were spoken in righteousness, and his righteousness is only revealed not just because you came in through the gospel, but the righteousness of every word, the light of his righteousness is only revealed as our faith is in the cross and we allow the Holy Spirit to teach us the righteousness, the light, the true light of God's Word, hallelujah, in the context of where He declares that righteousness, the cross, Romans 3, 25 and 26, and where He offers that righteousness, 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. The cross, hallelujah, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, worship Him this morning. Worship Him, hallelujah, wherever you are. It's the righteousness of Christ that is our light. Think about that. Let's talk about that for a minute. This bread, this bread and this light candlestick that was in the holy place, they they represent Christ and the light that was there, the candlestick, the lampstand, uh, forever continuous burning represented who Jesus is and what Jesus did at Calvary. Listen, it represents what God intended on us having and him imputing unto us, which was his righteousness 
through our believing in the God who justifies the ungodly just like Abraham our father in the faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Somebody's being healed right now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The power of the gospel. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus. them the great truths of Calvary. Share with them the great truth that they'll hear through these preachers today who are pointing people to the cross through God's word. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory to God. Jesus is our light through his redemption. Watch this. Psalms 37 and 6, such a very powerful and revealing truth that proves it's what he did at Calvary that's our light, that allows God's word to be our light which is, the reason is, it's because all of God's words are in righteousness and only through the cross does he offer that righteousness not just for the initial status of being righteous in Christ, but to walk daily bearing the fruits of that righteousness. Hallelujah. Watch this. Psalms 37 and 6 explains and reveals to us that it's the righteousness of God that becomes our light. Watch this. Psalms 37 and 6, And he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light. Righteousness as the light. Do you see now why we should be hungering and thirsting after God's righteousness, hallelujah, so that we could be filled with his light, hallelujah. We should be learning to love his righteousness so he could make our hearts joyful, hallelujah. Oh, it's only the light of Christ that can cause our hearts to leap with joy. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Watch this now. And he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Did you get that? The, 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 the place of the tabernacle, what went on in the tabernacle went on because men were sinners. They needed the God that dwelt in the tabernacle, but the only way to him was through the sacrifices that provided the daily sustenance and substance of the bread and the direction of the light. What do men need? Two things men need in this life. They need that which gives them life and that which shows them the way of life, the path of life, that which gives them strength to live each day and that which shows them the path to walk on to live each day. When the Lord came and struck Egypt and killed the firstborn of every living creature there and Israel had put blood on the doorpost, they were told with that the blood of that animal they put on the doorpost to eat that lamb and to eat all that lamb. For what? For the journey that was ahead. That was type and shadow of their faith in that lamb, the blood that would deliver them and the strength they needed to walk out of Egypt, hallelujah. And the Bible says there wasn't one feeble one among them, hallelujah. That's what happens when you begin to partake of the lamb through faith in his blood and you eat the bread of life, you eat the flesh of Jesus, hallelujah. That means faith in the sacrifice. That means faith in the cross, the precious blood of Jesus, hallelujah. That's what that tabernacle revealed to us, that you gotta, you got to have faith in the sacrifice of Christ. 
to be able to daily eat the bread. And Jesus said, when you pray, pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And for us to be, we got to do more than ask God for daily bread. We got to expect God to give us the daily bread, but we've got to know where to look for the table that he's got the bread on. The table is the cross. The table is the cross. And there is no other table. That's the table the Lord has prepared in the presence of our enemies. The place we find our head anointed with oil. Let's go back to Psalms 23 as we close this session out today. And we'll see this beautiful picture of Christ in verse 5 of chapter 23 of the book of Psalms. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anointest my head with oil and my cup runs over. Listen, the, the cup that runs over and the head being anointed with oil is all about Christ who is our head. He's the anointed one. He is the one whose cup runs over and you and I partake of that table that is set before us in the presence of our enemies. That table was the cross that Jesus as the bread, the showbread, the bread of God's presence was placed upon and became the light of the world. I believe the reason it got dark there when Jesus died on Calvary's cross is because God was closing the curtain of one act, if you will, one season, one era of an old covenant, the curtain being pulled on the old covenant of the Mosaic law and a new curtain being ripped from top to bottom, the veil that represented what Jesus was there doing at that moment in his flesh being torn so that you and I, hallelujah, could partake of this table now set before us and enter in to the where the, the table is set before us in the presence of of our enemies with that daily bread and that light of life, hallelujah, so that we can dwell even in that holy of holy place in the presence of our God where there's fullness of joy, that joy that was set before our Savior for the cross he endured, hallelujah, that joy was set before him. He endured the cross for the joy that was set before him and that joy is our strength, hallelujah, that joy is, is, is the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. Praise God. These wonderful truths come out and, and shine as bright lights into our hearts as we look at the Word of God, all the words of God through His righteousness, that righteous one and that righteous work done for us through the righteous one at Calvary, Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I pray that you would watch all these broadcasts and allow the Lord to impart the truth into your heart and write His wonderful words of life and liberty on your mind. In these last few moments of this vapor we're living in called the end of the end of the end. Hallelujah. Prepare your hearts. Make sure your hearts are full of oil. We're almost home, saints. God bless you. I love you. Don't forget to pray for us, so into the ministry at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. I'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then. God bless you.